we should always begin by knowing where we are and use a plan to get where we want to go. But in the realm of imagination, we can begin anywhere and go anywhere. In either case, a map is a good place to start. This adventure begins with a beautiful map of the world. Down at the bottom is a long, thin part, so long and thin that the name Antarctica must be written in little letters far apart. As this distorted picture of our world changes shape into something closer to the truth, Antarctica and the world majestically turns upside down to give us a more familiar, round view of the globe. Going in for a closer look, the oceans become lively azure blue, sparkling with white waves, and among the crests are remarkable creatures joyfully swimming to the rock-bound shores. These are emperor penguins, crisp black and white with bright orange patches on the faces of the adults, rocketing playfully through the water, launching themselves joyfully into the air above the waves for a quick victory roll, and clearly enjoying their return to the rookery after months of fishing up by the Falkland Islands. Among them is an especially fast and active young penguin, This one races among the adults, not always to their approval, and seems to be everywhere at once. On the edge of the flock, if swimming penguins can be called a flock, he almost bumps head-on into a very large seal, which is something penguins should never do. Seals are what you would call the penguin's natural enemy. Seals even eat penguins sometimes. But this time a baby seal comes from behind its mother and says, Hi, Gaylord. Gaylord responds, Hi, Melrose. Sorry, Tanya, I've got to be going. Melrose and Gaylord are old friends. He has even met Tanya, Melrose's mother, a few other times. But that is another story. He excuses himself and quickly returns to the middle of the pack. Back in the flock, and in no way contrite, Gaylord is guided in the right direction by Mother Nancy, the oldest, wisest, and most firm, yet most gentle of all the penguins. Mum, as the penguins call her, is beautiful in her maturity, the Lillian Gish of her world. Perhaps Miss Lillian would even read her part if she were asked. As they come to shore, Gaylord is the very first to shoot out of the water onto the rocks. Being just a young penguin, he doesn't do a very good job of it, and he slips and spins, regaining his footing in the end, at which point he shakes all over with happy pride. As the rest of the penguins burble out of the sea, as penguins will, Gaylord has to be the first to go wherever there is to go while the rest of the penguins march in a dignified kind of way up to the rookery, Gaylord caroms around like a handball in a shower stall. The older penguins are tolerant of youthful enthusiasm, which Mum views with loving understanding. But then Gaylord runs for a dark ridge of rock looming up from the snowbanks to the west. None of the adult penguins have ever climbed that slope, and perhaps that was what attracted Gaylord. Gaylord 
dashes up the snow to the rocky crest, anxious to be the first to see what there is to see. He should have looked back at least once. Then he would have seen the adult penguin stunned by his carelessness, and he might have noticed Mother Nancy hurrying to stop him from going over the crest. But Gaylord doesn't see these things. Instead, he scrambles up the highest rock. He looks down and sees the strangest thing he has ever seen. There in the valley below are buildings and towers, and a big silvery thing that looks like an albatross, but it's bigger than all the albatrosses Gaylord ever met all put together, and humans.'